0: We're going for a kayak paddle today. Uh-huh. Over to Bannerman Island
1: and then we're going on a little tour. I don't I don't know. I guess we'll see the castle. I saw it on the way here. It looks spooky. So it's exciting. Yeah. Okay. Unless I was looking at the wrong thing, but it looks like How
2: funny. many castles are in the middle
1: of that? It was probably that one. <laughs> so it looks cool.
2: Welcome to Wild Talk. Welcome to Wild Talk. Welcome to, to wild, wild
0: Talk.
2: Welcome to Wild Talk.
0: Let's head outside.
2: The pandemic sent many of us to stay at home, while brave healthcare and essential workers faced the risks on our behalf. As a result, people who were used to interacting with colleagues, clients, and customers on a regular basis found their relationships relegated to a small, flat rectangle that, while being somewhat magical technology, seems able to contain only a fraction of the presence available in real life or IRL, as the kids say. For the last 20 years, I've worked as a part of a group called MODIS, a digital agency of just under 100 people based in New York. We closed our office in Manhattan in March of 2020 and went fully remote. It's been hard to be physically separated for so long from the people I work with on a daily basis. Much of what we do is complex and collaborative work that lends itself to the kind of energy, trust, and teamwork that seems easier to cultivate in person, Or maybe those qualities of relating can exist through Zoom, but rely on coffers of trust and shared culture that are challenging to replenish at a distance. In fact, during the prior 15 months, a number of new team members had joined the group, whom we had only met via Zoom. With the arrival of vaccines, decrease in active infection rates, and lowering of restrictions, we wanted to gather again in person. So we planned an event that could be held safely outdoors, and those who could make it gathered about sixty miles north of New York City to spend the afternoon kayaking. With a mixture of rusty social chops and excitement, we met under a willow tree on a bluebird June day by the banks of the Hudson.
0: Uh, What's most important to me is just having everybody come together and with the mass restrictions that have just come down, it feels really good to um, be with everyone in this really relaxed way and there are a lot of people we've never met before that are part of the Modus family now and so that's really nice. I'm excited to physically be around the people that I actually spend the most time with
3: mm-hmm.
0: and um, be outside in nature with them and like working towards something and sweating and laughing and having fun and just all the like very human stuff that we didn't get to do for the last year. So um, we've been missing.
3: Uh,
0: like dim, just yeah, dimension, then, yeah, us, everything's know, been very flat, not just because the screen is flat and people are flat, but um, you know, right? we all just got very like
4: yeah, very, very
0: one dimensional. So, we had to, so a lot of the, the beauty and like the messiness and the and the, the connections uh, that all happen that you don't that you don't realize are happening mm. they, uh, the ones you can feel but not see mm-hmm.
2: I, I, I don't go to nature very often in fact I'm reeling from looking at anything that's further than 30 feet away right now it's a little disoriented I think it's going to be like tranquil and peaceful and kind of zen which Probably would be kind like of good I, i'm actually pretty pretty um happy just sitting at a picnic table like yeah, what is, that, is that a home. willow tree it's a willow like tree. under a willow tree like this is this is an event in itself right just, like we yeah so we're pretty good
1: eating tacos what? tacos <laughs>
2: that's the reward if we yeah. make it back
5: if we yeah. <laughs> make it back yeah i have a swimsuit on but i am not planning on, on using it. <laughs> on taking a dunk <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
5: it's more of a yeah exactly
0: my name's Sarah. You? I feel so excited about today. Mm. I feel calm, I feel both calm and excited
5: Good.
0: yeah there's probably a word for that in finish or something. i love to kayak it's really it's one of my happy things i like there's a grace to it I like how low to the ground you are. Mm. it feels like you really do feel like you're sort of on the water in the water at the same time
5: we are on the hudson river essentially across the river from beacon new york and we're going to go out to bannerman island which i don't see from here which is making me a little bit uncomfortable because it seems really far away I, i like this kind of outdoor stuff it's a beautiful day We'll see how it goes in the water, you know? I saw they've got like some life jackets and stuff, so how bad could it be? Worst case scenario, you get swept down to New York City. Right. And you're fine.
2: And you don't have to take the train.
5: Right. You just go to Chelsea Piers, a little butterfly up to the end of, you know, (laughs) hop up, one of the boats, Statue of Liberty, where my my relatives came through. Yeah. Have a great American day. My name's Graham. What do you do? I'm the Chief Strategy Officer.
2: That sounds important.
5: Well, you know, it surprisingly is not. It's not at all. It's, and I'm here with Rick, the CEO. Are uh-huh. trying to pass the buck? I'm right? trying to pass the buck, Rick. That's what, see what I just did there. Strategy. <laughs> you a good see guess. what I just did? That's what I do.
2: That's a good strategy. Yeah. Yeah.
5: We're a digital agency. Uh-huh. We do UX, engineering, and digital marketing. Yeah. And strategy.
2: And kayaking.
5: We do kayaking. We actually do, we invented crossbow kayaking where you kayak and and hunt at the same time.
2: So clearly you do innovation?
5: We innovate, yeah, with laser crossbows and kayaks. (laughs) And railguns? And no railguns, they're too big for kayaks. You don't need a canoe for that.
2: That's smart. That's the engineering.
5: Yeah, that's the engineering mindset.
3: My name is James, and I'll be one of your lead
5: guys today.
1: I'm Julia, another lead guy. Another lead
3: guy here. I'm Kyle, I'm Blake. All right, so we're going to start handing out the PFDs to everyone, and they are sized according. So we're going to hand them out individually. So, but while you're waiting for that i want everyone to learn how to loosen up your pfd once you have them all loose you're just going to throw them on you just like this and just hang out and wait for the next steps um, all right so you're going to want to be taking a nice uh wide grip on this paddle um but not too wide and you don't want to go close together so we're not out here like this we're not in here like this t-rexing it we're not out there going like this, we're not going to be going very far. And we're not out here like this doing the pterodactyl, we're not going to fly away. You're not going to get any elevation. So you want a nice, happy medium. Once we get to the island, I'll point out the island is right back over there. You can barely see it. it's blending in with the background, but it's to the right of that orange reflective triangle. Once we get there, we're going to split the group into two different tours. And we decided that we we're going to do, how many, first 16? All right, so the first 16 people, it's not a race, everyone. We were all going to be keeping together as one group as for the most part. So don't be trying to use this as a little trick to get to the island first. But the first 16 people will be taking the longer trip anyway. So once we get to the island, the first 16 people, we're going to direct them around the east side of the island. then You're going to go around the north side and you're going to go to the docks. The second half of the group is going to be staying on the south side as we approach, and we're going to Wee Bay.
1: All right, everybody, once you are sitting in your kayak, in order to adjust your footrest, there are these gray bars on either side of the kayak, on the inside, and they are attached to those footrests. All you do is lift the gray bar up a little bit towards the sky, so if we're all set, start pulling them
5: Alright, no problem. Are you ready? Let's right, go down! There we go. It's getting a little windier. Go. I know, it's
1: so exciting. around.
2: As we pushed off from the shore, there was a real sense of elation. We who had been sheltering in place for so much of the last year were breaking free of our moorings and finding ourselves gliding through a vast and wild expanse of water. We felt ready to leave the pandemic and its woes behind. And with over 35 of us, it felt like some sort of eco-sporty armada setting out on a grand adventure.
3: I'm gonna, I'm gonna go over some more uh, tips and rules, I guess, on how to cross the river safely. Then we're all gonna cross from there, okay? So I'm gonna lead the way for now. I'm gonna set the pace. we really gonna let some people get used to their kayaks that weren't ready to go straight across. <laughs>
1: um, as we cross the river, we are going to try to stay together as one big group as much as possible. This way, boats are able to see us a lot easier. We are also going to try to spread out from side to side rather than front to back as we were just now when we were coming up the river here. Uh, That way boats have room to cross in front of us or behind us. Um, You're going to start following James in just a second. We are going to be aiming for um, that little bridge. You can kind of see it, it's silver just below
5: that of innovation.
1: Um, with the rocky face on top. And so, if everybody's ready, we can start paddling off toward Dane.
2: Bannerman Island, officially named Polo Pell Island, comprises about six acres and was purchased by Francis Bannerman the Sixth in 1900, an immigrant from Northern Ireland who was in the military surplus business in Brooklyn. He used the island and the castle he built to store his inventory. As we approached the north of the island, James helped us make land where we were met by Paul Kluckman, the island steward who is part of the Bannerman Island Trust that currently looks after the island. A salty riverman, he pulled up in a small motorboat that he piloted as if it were an extension of himself. He was there to deliver a bit of history of the island and to unlock the gate that some of my intrepid colleagues had started to scale before he arrived.
3: So we're just probably going to have, we're going to do it. You're going to nose up to here. And then one of us is going to grab your kayak and pull you up. Hopefully we don't fall through the hole that's up here. And then you're pretty much sturdy. You're going to get out just like he did basically. Maybe on the other side so you're closer to the dock. Yeah.
4: Paul. Paul. I'm Jay. Jay. Pleasure, yeah. Jay was where they kept all the ammunition. Ah. Nice. And bombs and flammable things. Good and place to throw believe, a smoke. It or, believe it or not, it blew up. Really? Oh, it blew up big time. It looks like it. It cracked, supposedly it cracked. I mean, this is what we say, tell people. It cracked windows as far as Pek- no, Poughkeepsie, wow. which is 10 miles, 15 miles upriver. Just, you know, and then one of the big pieces came up <laughs> and landed right on a hammock where Mrs. Bannerman had just been laying out in the sun catching rays, but she went in for a cup of tea and and she said, you know what, I'm out of here. That's it. That's it, I'm done. <laughs> There was lots of cannons here. Yeah, he used to, yeah, up on the residence, he used to shoot the cannons downriver. Yeah. And then he got carried away one time and like hit somebody's barn or something yeah, over really? here. And they said, You can't shoot cannons anymore for spring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just no. for the hell of it. If I like to
2: call my yeah. Neighbor, yeah. neighbor again and don't stop shooting cannons at my well, barn. You know?
4: <laughs> and then it went to ruins for a long time. I came, I came out here a long time ago. I'm not from the area, but I came out here like in the early 90s. You couldn't get on the island, it was so overgrown. It was just so overgrown. Wow. It was so overgrown. And then they developed. they hacked it and whacked it and urban renewal and uh, archaeological dig, and they reestablished. it. It's pretty cool now, you know?
2: We made our way on a short five-minute climb to the top of the island, where we joined the group that had landed on the beach on the south side of the island. After enjoying the views and snapping some Instagram-worthy photos, we gathered in a circle by a large shagbark hickory tree It felt powerful and meaningful to come together in that way as a group for the first time in over a year. There were some readings to help frame the moment, but it was mostly just reflections from those who were moved to share some of their experiences during the pandemic and what they were looking forward to. It was moving to be out in the middle of the Hudson River on an island we had all journeyed to and be listening to these stories that resonated with all of us and seemed connected to the larger collective experience of this intense, difficult, and transformative time. It was cathartic and connective, helping us all let go of the tensions of the time and bring us closer as a group. It was a private moment, so I turned off the mic, but in listening to the comments afterwards, you can sense the shift in energy, the coming together, the excitement to be reconnected.
5: We got into a circle and we talked a little bit about the last year and people talked about some good things and some not so good things and we became closer as we revealed a little bit about our lives. Oh, good summary. That's <laughs> get the medium bucks. <laughs> I can summarize anything. Yeah. Somebody said that to me the other day. They were like, oh, yeah, come you come really come summarize come things. I'm like, well, we found my value. He summarizes. <laughs> <Team> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, chief of summarization. No, so I thought that went well.
3: No, that was awesome, man. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I like a company with a soul
2: and a man with a philosophy. That's yeah. good stuff. All right. that's, what it, that's what it should be, mm-hmm. right?
3: No, no, really. You got to
2: hive mind yes, again uh, a little bit. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'd say. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And
3: I think got everybody there, everybody yeah, kind of reflect yeah. a little bit, think a little bit, yeah. you know, because it's been moving fast, it's yeah, been a lot to process. Everybody just got of take a minute to think and be kind of right in the moment, a little bit behind, a little bit forward. It's a good place to be.
0: Oh. Limomi said uh, the um, she the water it pumps it up. liked how it showed everyone's uh, personality, made you feel like, like you're just part just of something. I thought that was nice Did we do hmm. movies out felt here? good to hear that yeah, yeah.
5: We, uh, we had a heart to heart you know and it's like it's like what you do with your family but this is your work family mm. So that, that's, that's what modis is it's a work family mm-hmm. uh, and it's not just people you work with or like you would live with them you actually you care about them you you carry them they carry you mm-hmm. um, and it's it's that that sense of family. Mm. Uh, not just like the people who live or, or you know abide together in a house mm. or something like that
2: yeah a lot of us grew up together in many ways yeah, yeah. I mean you and I have known each other <laughs> at least 11 years now yeah and we've, grown, <laughs> we've grown up a little bit
0: <laughs> in that time. just a
4: perfect day for this <laughs> the water yeah. out there.
0: it was great it was a lot of fun um, nice workout but not too hard, you know, perfect weather, just everything is perfect. Yeah,
4: I thought that was so fun. That's like, it's the perfect amount of time to be out on the water. It was nice to like have a little excursion, you know, yeah. destination.
2: Yeah. yeah, I feel like you've accomplished something.
0: Feeling <laughs> awesome. yeah. good?
2: Ready not for tacos? I did it. Ready. Always ready for tacos,
0: yeah.
2: Uh, you look like you were crushing it. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: that river didn't stand a chance.
0: I know. I felt like I was at the back and then I kept looking behind and there were still
2: people so I felt a little better but. thank you so much
3: no thank you for coming out yeah, appreciate yeah. it how, how did we do as a group I did great you guys are awesome laid back group had a lot of fun it sounds like did everybody yeah. make it back um I, I think I think we might have left one there to uh yeah every once in a while we leave one or two yeah. <laughs> they'll find their way back soon yeah. they're close to the train so
2: we are social animals we have thrived as a species perhaps too much so because of our ability to collaborate, organize, and transmit knowledge. We crave belonging to each other, to family, to tribe, to team, to community. So when we have these moments of connectivity, especially after being in isolation for so long, it rings a bell deep within us. We sometimes resist acknowledging our work community as tribe, as meaningful community, but they are often the people with whom we spend the majority of our waking hours, And this moment we are in seems to be making clear that the opportunity to find meaningful connection at work might need to be more than a bullet point in the HR presentation. We are not out of the woods when it comes to the pandemic and our return to regular gatherings unencumbered by masks and distancing may be slower than we had hoped. Let's allow ourselves to go slow and to take the time to reflect on all we have learned from the great pause. Being in the container of nature seemed to bring a depth to the experience that might not have been achieved on the patio of a gastropub in the Meatpacking District. Let's find ways to make our gatherings more meaningful, with not only opportunities to connect deeply with each other, but with the beauty of the wild.
0: Thanks for listening to Wild Talk. This episode was produced and edited by Matt Dellinger and Jay Erickson. Visit our website, wildtalkpodcast.com, to see photos from each episode related links and more information about our guests if you enjoyed the podcast don't forget to rate review and share with friends be well and we'll see you
4: out there